Hello and welcome to FDT TV. England are out. I'm not even going to cry about it. I'm not right now, letter of apology. No, you're definitely not. You haven't got to now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, very sad to see England are out after. I've got to say, um, it was actually an all right performance, but once again, VAR referees have let football down. Um, but anyway, we'll come on to that in more detail in just a moment. Just very quickly, for those of you that are new to the podcast, my name is Michael and I am joined by my very esteemed colleague, Mr. Ian Barker. Um, this is a weekly podcast we do for everything Premier League and other football related matters. Obviously, there is a World Cup going on at the moment. Um, yep. Not that it matters anymore, but um, the Premier League back is in. Uh, the Premier League is back in a couple of weeks, so uh, we'll be back to business as usual um, once the, the World Cup is concluded. But Ian, how are you doing yes. this week? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I don't have to write a letter of apology. <laughs> Brazil are out, so that's that's ruined my week. Uh, but yeah, Premier League is back in two weeks to the day. So yeah, boy. Oh, oh. yeah. Good, 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 good. Right, so a couple of things, obviously, I want to talk about within uh, this week's podcast. Uh, Obviously, as I just mentioned, World Cup going on at the moment, and we have just concluded the quarterfinals uh, yesterday. Um, So the first first game of the quarterfinals was uh, Croatia versus Brazil. Now, I've got to be honest, I'm kind of glad Croatia went through. Um... And I don't mean that anything disrespectfully to Brazil. I think Brazil were absolutely phenomenal all the way up until this particular game. Um, there was a couple of players within the Brazil squad um, which were starting to get on my tits with their level of arrogance um, that they were taking on the uh, on the football pitch. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm kind of glad they were a little bit humbled, if I'm being completely honest. Um, <clears throat> Croatia were absolutely brilliant at their penalties. Um, their keeper, I can't remember what his name is, but he was absolutely... Dominic Sorry? Dominic Livakovic. Yeah, him. Um, yeah. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, but this brings me onto a wider issue that I want to talk about, and it's the the standard of penalties. Um Not so much just in this World Cup, but I think in general. So just very quickly, from my perspective, I'm starting to get really annoyed when you see all these people that are trying to do these fancy two-step run-ups and trying to either uh, Penenka, the the goalkeeper, and just trying to look cool whilst doing it. Long gone are the days where you've got a David Luiz 500-yard run-up from the other penalty spot and absolutely twat in the ball. Everyone's just got to try and place these penalty spots, uh, penalty kicks, and look good doing it. Well, what are your thoughts on the penalties nowadays? I think it goes in, in peaks and troughs. Isn't it? I mean, a couple of years ago, you had that silly thing that Pogba, get, uh, Pogba did, and I see one person do it the other day, with a couple of little steps, and they always miss. Yeah. Um. So, so, I think in a year's time, eighteen months time, we'll we'll start seeing the longer run ups and just absolute levering it. Put your big toe through the ball. You know what I mean? It's uh, as a as a formal goalkeeper, you can 
I can say if people are putting it, trying to place it, it's easier to get guess where they're going. Hmm. It's, it's, it's it, when it's low and hard, it's hard to get to. And even if you do, it's hard to then keep hold of it. Yeah. So penalty shootout, it doesn't really matter. You've no. just got to stop it during the game. Low and hard, you can't, you can't get better than that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think it was a, a theme that was uh, continued into the Argentina game as well. Um, so Argentina taking on the Netherlands. Uh, I think Argentina with 2-0 up, fly, absolutely flying comfortably. Um, seemed to be taking their foot off the gas a bit and Netherlands equalised, I think, in very late on in the game. Um, and I think the last one was on the 98th or 90 mm. plus 8th minute um, of stoppage time. And uh, again, it was one of those ones, I think, f- for the neutral, it was good because obviously you had um, a bit of extra time and penalties. And there haven't been enough penalty shootouts within this tournament. And it was good that they all kind of come at once. Um, but there were yellow cards in that game, weren't there? Oh, God. Yeah. And, and I think that right at, the, right at the very end, even after the penalty shootout, there was a bit of a bust up between the two teams as well. It was... It's crazy. I, I get, yeah. obviously, you've got to be passionate about the sport. And I think some people were taking the piss a little bit. But, um, yeah, I th- I, th- I can't even remember who, who said it. But um, as someone said, oh, that's another yellow card. And he said, oh, to be honest, I've completely lost it, uh, lost count of how many cards or anything that have been in this particular game. Or um, basically slagging off the, uh, the referee as well. But, um, yes, we did see... Um, Emmy Martinez, as soon as Van Dyke stepped up, Emmy Martinez has had his number a couple of times in shootouts over the last couple of years, and um, certainly for us. Um, and I knew he was going to save it. 100% knew he was going to save it. But again, some absolutely poor penalties from the Netherlands. <coughs> when you look at who took Netherlands' penalties... There was like Van Dyke took the first one. I know he's a captain, but he's also a defender. Mm-hmm. Like you're not if 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 it's last minute of the game and you've got a penalty to win, you're not going to put your defender on it, are you? No. It just it just baffled me the selection choice. Mm. But what do I? Know? What no, do I know? Yeah, no, we're just fans, mate. We got we we're not allowed to have opinions. <laughs> but yeah, so Argentina threw in penalties. The next game we saw uh, Morocco. Um, absolutely fantastic result against Portugal. I think Portugal yep. were throwing everything at Morocco in the last 20 odd minutes or so. But I think a theme for Portugal this year has been um, they've been very slow to start and then gradually warm into the game. Unfortunately, um, in this particular example, Morocco were defending for their lives. They were absolutely fantastic. Um, even the, the the great Ronaldo um, couldn't score against them. But um just obviously with the the incident prior to the World Cup, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, could it have an impact on the Portugal squad, um, etc.?" Like overbearing on the the tournament. Do you think that his attitude would have had something to do with their their demise this year? If anything, I think his attitude was probably better since he got out of the Manchester United contract. Right. I think if he'd been targeted that and tied down, they said, no, no, we're going to double down. You're just going to go in the reserves. I think he would have been even worse because he would have been throwing him under the bus all, all left and right and centre. Where, where he, they just sort of severed ties with him. It was like, well, okay, 
I can just focus on playing football now. Mm. So I, I, I just, I think he's a, a guy that's been on top for so long that he's started. He's not coping with not being as he used to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. not saying he's a bad player by any means, but I just think he's struggling with that come down and that latter part of his career. What do you see next for for Ronaldo? One or two things. He will move to Chelsea for a corporate deal, or he will move somewhere Qatari backed or Saudi backed for a ridiculous fee. There was um, pump around three hundred million a year. Um, just a, day, a couple of days after he left his Manchester United contract. But it's whether he wants to do that. Mm. Um, so that that was for the next four years. So, nice not, learner, not a bad isn't it? Way. Yeah, not a bad way. And then zero tax as well if it's in Saudi. So yeah, yeah. One nice one point two bill in the bank. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he'd turn it down. No, it's it'd be one of these very difficult ones to turn down, wouldn't it? Um, but then, do you want to be stuck playing out in that? Not not being funny. He's going to be the best player even at 57, isn't he, out there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I know that sounds horrible, <laughs> but the quality of him and the quality of, of the players that will be around him, because mm. any of the decent Saudi players will end up going to other leagues. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the way. So. Yes. So, um, yes, Morocco um, through beating Portugal and then the, the main event of the, the weekend, uh, England versus France. Um, I I don't want to sound like sour grapes, but I'm going <laughs> to sound like sour grapes. We were absolutely fucking robbed in that game. The referee was absolutely diabolical. Uh, some shocking decisions. Um, as we said at the start of the podcast, shocking decisions referees and VAR have ruined football once again and it's not just this particular game there's been some poor decisions throughout the um, throughout the tournament but then again there's been some good decisions but for for this particular game how this this guy was an official I do not know because there was a lot of stuff that he missed a lot of stuff he got wrong a lot of stuff the VAR either didn't check or checked and said nah it was fine um get any slight touch on any uh sorry any france player referee was blown up no it's foul it's foul go away um I've, i to be honest i think we were lucky to get two penalties in that game because i think he um it was only begrudgingly that he actually gave the second one the amount of yep. times he had to look at that decision and it was like oh fuck i can't even i, I can't i can't worm my way out of that one i think that's it if I'm honest, I think that's a lapse from Tio Hernandez there that we got that penalty where we barred Mason Mount. Mm. I think if he'd had the, the foresight to turn and look at the ball and run into him, it would have been intent to play the ball and it wouldn't have been a penalty because yep. he looked away and put his shoulder through him. That's the only reason it was a penalty. The, yeah. fir the first one that we people well, that we didn't get, I don't think was a penalty. I think Harry Kane muscled his way off the guy, lost his balance slightly, realised he wasn't going to get the ball when the other defender was running in, so went to ground really easily. I think if he if he wanted to, he could have stayed on his feet. Um, but there were a number of incidents where he he got through the box and he went to chip Lloris rather than put his foot through the ball. You know, like, I'm not being funny. I think there's a little bit of, you're my club captain. I can't. I can't put put one over you. I can't. Mm. I can't just smash a ball against your clatter because I'll get 
ripe for it when I get back to uh, back to the team. Mm. Um, but equally, uh, so I'm, I'm not defending the ref by any means. I, I think he was shocking. I think he, he took the he took the the liberty of um, sort of l- try and let the game flow to a new level. Yeah. Uh, but in the third, second or third minute, Giroud went for like a scorpion kick spinny thing where he's being dragged to the ground by Harry Maguire. Like equally, could you have given that as a penalty? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have. In, in the Premier League, it would have been a penalty. So it's like, it's one of those, Jordan Pickford made one save. The first time we come up against a team that are half decent and we lose. Mm. Like, I'm not you being funny. It. We beat, we beat, what did we beat? Iran, Wales, Senegal. Not exactly the powerhouses of of world football, are they? No. But you couldn't. We couldn't beat the US. Sorry, I've got a big win. We couldn't beat the US. So, who expected us to go on and win it? Had, had we got through France, you could have looked at those games and gone, okay. Unless we play Croatia, yeah, you probably fancy it. But even so, Morocco are looking good. I think they're mm. going to give France a game. When when you look at the team that they've got and the players they've got, it's like. Mm, Actually, quite fancy them to win it. Yeah, I'd quite like them to win it. To be fair, first African nation to win it. Yeah, it would. Um, it would be brilliant. I don't know. We've um, we've been speaking about it in our uh, in our little group about could Morocco actually go on and win this uh, this World Cup? And I think I've heard some um, some pundits already talking today saying that it would. It wouldn't be as good if Morocco were to win it as one of the powerhouses. Um, but at the same time, I think... I've, uh, do you know what I nearly said at the start of the tournament? That this tournament is crying out for a new a new mm. winner of the World Cup. That's, that's, uh, that's what makes it special. It's a bit like the, the glory of the FA Cup, isn't it? That underdog story of anyone could win it. Mm. It's unlikely, but anyone could win it. And And the fact that when you look at the Moroccan team on paper they're phenomenal mm. they're playing as a team they're playing to their strengths they're playing on the counter-attack with blistering pace and it's yeah i fancy them so i really do so we've got the um the semi-finals i think coming up uh this week on wednesday i believe it is um yeah so uh I, and i think the finals at the weekend isn't it uh yeah yeah it's on sunday yeah so by by the time we record our next podcast, there will be an uh, I say a new well, there is, essentially there will be um, a new World Cup champion, um, unless France unless go France away. Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, technicalities. All right, call me out <laughs> again. Um, so um, obviously that is the end of the line for England in this World Cup. Um, not the way we wanted to go out, but I suppose. If you go back to the start of the tournament, you were never um, really confident on us winning it anyway. Uh, I've got... Here's the thing. Right. Had Harry Kane not done his best Johnny Wilkinson impression and, and, and scored that penalty, would you have fancied us in a penalty shootout? Um, not so much a penalty shootout, but I think the way we were playing at the time, I think even extra time, we could have done them in extra time. Um, I think... Up, up until the point where Giroud scored, um, mm-hmm. I thought we were absolutely brilliant. We managed to keep Mbappe quiet all game. Uh, you could see he was proper rattled when we got the, the second penalty. So much so, so he pulled that absolutely ridiculous gurney-like 
face um, after seeing Harry Kane um, miss uh, the chance to equalise the game. That's the yep. one. Look at that. I, I, was, I was pretty close, though, wasn't I, Let? Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. If, uh, so I don't think he would have done that if he wasn't as rattled. Um, because I think... Carl Walker marked him phenomenally, didn't he? Exactly. Um, he was completely out of the game. I think it, he only had two real chances. Um, yeah. One when he was cutting down and then got to the byline and then did a little jinky thing, ended up hitting the side net and all, all cutting across the back of the box. Um, but for for a player who is as dominant as he, as he is, you're right, Carl Walker did an absolutely amazing job. Um, and we were just let down, I think, for Olivier Giroud again. I think I called it last week, and I, I, I said I think he's going to come back and, and haunt us, uh, and sure enough, he did. Um, but mm. he's he's proven again to be one of the greatest strikers. Well, he's now France's top top goal scorer um, at international level, and I think one of the most underrated strikers that in in this kind of modern era. When you look at the likes of your um, your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, your um, Benzema's, etc. Had Giroud gone to a top top club, oh, would yeah. he w- he would be scoring goals week in week out? And I know he d- he does all right uh, AC Milan, re- he done all right with us, done all right with Chelsea, won some silverware with Chelsea, um, but he's he's never really got. The name, and I think that's partly to do with his pace. But my God, his footballing brain is something else. He's always crops up in the right places at the right time. He's got at a head, age, got a left foot. At, at the age of twenty-one, he was playing in League League Two mm. in France, and he's still playing now. I know he's he's what thirty-four, maybe. It might actually be thirty-five. But he's he's won a World Cup. He's won a Champions League. He's pretty much won everything, isn't he? Um, so yeah, fair play to the geezer. Hmm. So, so it's one of those things you go, "Oh, Harry Kane's going to take overtake Wayne Rooney at some point." Yeah, but he scored ninety six goals against San Marino, like ninety five of them penalties. Yeah, to, to, to take over Thierry Henry, who's arguably one of the best players ever to grace football pitch. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Harry Kane, um, yep. there's, there's a couple of things I want to uh, ask, which kind of then leads into a follow-on question. So, Harry Kane has scored 53 goals for England. 17 of which are penalties. Do you think that warrants him as one as oh obviously i know from a, a statistical point of view that he could go on and be um england's top scorer but yep. do you think he's england's greatest striker no not a chance not a chance i'm sorry it's uh, it's it's one of those that he um, he doesn't offer as much to the team as Rooney did, and Rooney never really did anything in tournaments. But then, I mean, you, you look back at, at 
some of the, the players we've had that are strikers. All right, they haven't won anything. But neither has he. To, to say he's our greatest ever striker that's not won anything, he might have scored the most goals, but I would like to see a breakdown of, of who those goals were against. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm just trying to have a look, to be honest. But that's all right. No, no, no. Um, just whilst you're doing it, as I said, I think he was on 16 penalties after the first... Um, for, sorry, before the first penalty and scored that. So I think it's 17. Could have been 18 penalties, uh, but obviously... Um, NASA is still trying to look for that one um, at the moment, and I've heard that it's on the way back here. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I see it coming home, but that's not quite what they meant. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's, it's still currently in orbit, but we heard that they are making uh, progress on managing to bring that one down. But obviously, come the next World Cup, he's currently twenty nine years old. He's going to be thirty three years old. Do you think it's going to be time now for for Harry Kane? Um, in an England shirt, or do you think, or do you see him captaining and playing in the next Euros? He, he yeah, he will play. He, he he won't retire from England um, because I think you, you don't do that. I, I don't think as a as a person who wants to represent your nation, you ever sort of toss you out and say, "I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not making myself available for selection," um, unless like your manager's going to pick you over someone who really should go. Do you know what I mean? And you're, you're big enough to take it on the chin. Um, and I'm not looking at what Gareth Southgate's selection was, but maybe there's a, some players who should have done that. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think he will always make himself available. And if I'm honest, I don't think... How to word this? I don't think he would be terrible providing that he's played in a system and utilised properly. If he's being played as a lone striker, which he has been, it doesn't work because he drops too deep. If he's played in a pairing and he drops deep, that makes more sense. Or if he's played as a sort of a, 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 number, a number nine, I suppose, or number 10 through, through the middle and just sort of that plays that attacking midfielder role, then that works as well with someone else in front of him. But on his own, it, it just doesn't make any sense. No. I I was starting to get really annoyed. Um, not not so much just from this, this tournament, but I, I think we've seen it. I know he's cropped up as the, the top goal scorer a couple of tournaments ago. Um, but it's, it's becoming immensely frustrating um, from... A, uh, a fan sitting and watching the game and you could see that the game was crying out for something different and I know obviously he had um, he scored the first penalty but when you're when you're going up against someone that you play with um, on a, a on a daily basis or at least train with on a daily basis in, in a club level I'd say that becomes significantly more pressure on you because they're going to know your strengths and weaknesses, where you're likely to go. And I think that was proven in the second penalty because instead of trying to outwit um, Hugo Lloris, he tried to do exactly the same thing, but absolutely leather it. But again, it was only a a two-step run-up and um, consequently, as I said, raised it over the bar. Um, because I think there was too much pressure on him in order to score that. Now, if you give that to someone else on the pitch, Saka's not shied away from penalties. I know, obviously, he missed the um, 
the one in the the, the last Euros um, and come under significant fire from it. Um, but there's other people on the on the pitch that can score penalties. Um, I personally think his time in an England shirt should be done. Um, at the very least, I don't think he should be captain. No, no, I, I, I think I don't think he should be playing anymore. I, th- I think we've seen it over the last two or three years ago that youth is coming through, mm. which we need to kind of now build on. Um, I don't know. We're always going to see that cycle where you do have the more senior players or the mix of youth and experience. But I think the the youth have so much more experience because they have done it at tournament level, granted at younger levels where they have won World Cups and Euro, Euros and all that sort of stuff. So they've got that mentality already. But for for me, I other than scoring penalties, usually, um, I don't see what Harry Kane offers to the, to the game in, anymore uh, uh, from an England perspective. We've not really seen him hit heights in tournament football certainly over the last two or three tournaments. Um, it took him, I think, about four or five games to get into uh, onto the score sheet in in the last World Cup or um, even the Euros. So I, I, I just I don't see him... I mean, he's obviously going to get one more game, isn't he? Because he want to become England's top scorer. But yeah, that's, that's, that's an achievement, don't get me wrong. But when you're playing as many games as as you are nowadays, compared to the likes of your Shearers and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Um, so just 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 a quick one. He he's taken twenty one penalties for England and scored seventeen of them. So in comparison, Rooney took seven, scored seven. Uh, I mean, because Lampard was the penalty taker when when Rooney was playing. Um, and when you look at his conversion rate, it's not particularly good. Sheer, uh, Rooney's 100%. Shear is 85%. Um, who's next up there? Beckham was 71%. So it's like, again, I, I don't think his time is done. I just think he needs to play a different role mm. and, and it needs to have someone who's tactically aware unlike Mr. Southgate, who's tactically inept, um, to, to say to him, okay, you're, you're not, you're not our number one. You're not our center forward. You're not, you're not the main man. You're the producer. Uh, he's done, he's done well at Spurs, putting some through for years. Uh, and he has created a few goals, but at one point in the game, he was playing left back. Mm. Uh, why is your striker playing left back? At no point is your striker meant to be at left back. Mm. The game's running into the box. Where are you? Oh, you're at left back. Oh, okay, that's good. For who? Nobody. Um, but but I, I think, yeah, I, um, I think it needs a change in management. Um, but I, I'm sure we'll get onto that shortly. Oh, I was I was just going to say that's actually a really nice segue um, because obviously we're out the tournament now. Gareth Southgate has come out and has asked for for some time to think about what. Um, what he wants to do. Um, so obviously we know your opinions now that England need a new manager. Um, what direction would you go and why? I don't know what direction I would go. 
but I said this after the, the Euro final. Actually, I said it after the World Cup semi-final last time round, that you should go. Go while you're on top. Then he got to the finals. Okay, go while you're on top. At no point has any club inquired about his availability. At club level, he's done shit. Um, and the fact that you're this England manager who's doing the unbelievable, you've brought everyone together, it's a really good camp atmosphere, you've got to a semi-final of a World Cup, you've got to a final of a Euros. No one wants you. Surely that, that ring should be ringing alarm bells. That, that nobody wants you. Because there are clubs after managers all the time and no one wants a geezer who's managed to, to do the impossible job at England. Why? What way do you go with it? I think there's a, a number of ways you could go with it. Uh, I know Tuchel allegedly has put his name in the hat. Um, do you want that? I don't know. I think if uh, it's one of those things... I am very much a believer that that you should only be able to manage your own country nationality. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit silly because you could go, well, we could get a better manager in if it, we get this sub person in. If, hypothetically, we get Tuchel in, we play Germany, in his heart, who does he want to win? He wants Germany to win. Because that's, that's his country. That's that's who sort of... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could go to Shell. Pochettino is being linked with a Chelsea job, which is strange. But I think he will be another one who's possibly up there. Sean Dyche is, is always there. Eddie Howe, I would have said yes, but he's now doing really well at Newcastle. That's going to be hard to make him leave that unless he does a dual role, which I don't see the FA wanting bring back Big Sam he's out of a job uh, I'm sure he would take it up again um, not going to have the, the striker playing at left back at least are you um, <laughs> j- j- there's so many different ways you could go with it. it it could be the case that if it if Potter leaves Chelsea I think he will end up at England I think that's unlikely because I think Bohey at Chelsea has a plan, but the media are trying to push that he's going to get sacked. Um, but I, I really do think if the, if he was to get sacked, he might walk into that job. Other than that, I think I think we may end up with Thomas Tuchel, which wouldn't be terrible. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be a methodical passing game. Is that right for the world stage? I, I don't think so. I think you've got to play pacey attacking football because mm-hmm. every game is a game. Um, I don't think you can rest on your laurels and, and have 90% possession. But, and then you get look at Sean Dyche. He's going to make you hard to beat. He's going to pick play. He's not going to muck about. You'd like to think he, he, he is the sort of geezer who would pick players on form rather than reputation because... He likes a hard-working player rather than a flashy one. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I do think Southgate, he could stay on. I I think it'd be a mistake. And I think people hate him, especially when we get even worse the next tournament. Go uh, so out of the uh, group stages. It's, it's one of those things, though, that he he he's got to be the man that says, I'm taking the blame for this. 
he picked the players. He put them in that position. He said that what he wanted, how he wanted them to play. I'm sorry, Rashford didn't come on to what the 75th minute. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Henderson was playing over some of the other players. Why? Harry Kane was playing left back. Why? Like, I think he's he's got to be big enough to say it didn't work out. I think I've done what I can. I've 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 changed the mentality around the England camp. Now it's someone's time for someone else to be able to take the reins and try and lead England to the bigger, bigger and better than what we've done already. Fair enough. I, 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 to be honest, I, I completely agree with you. I don't have any particular names or anything that of anyone that I would want to take over, but I think we've seen, what, six six years now-ish of mm. Gareth Southgate um, at the helm. Um, I I do I do agree. I think it's time for a change, but I, I don't know where or who to go with. Um, and... Granted, it could be one of these grass is always greener on the other side type of scenarios. Um, and we have seen, obviously, a, a massive change and development within the uh, the England setup. Um, but it's not worked. Granted, as I said, I think we were robbed a little bit anyway. But, um, yeah. So I'm just looking through some of the odds on, on next uh, uh, England managers. And there's some weird ones. Sam Allardyce has the same... The same odds as being the next England manager as, as Michael Owen. Oh, for God's sake. Can you imagine Michael Owen? So, so in, in, a, in a top 10, you've got Pochettino, Tuchel, Rogers, Howe, Potter, Lampard, Cooper, Steve Holland, who allegedly had a punch-up with ben White. ben White, Gerard, and Wayne Rooney. Is that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, It's 10. How good am I? I can count. Um, <laughs> you heard it here live on air, people. <laughs> <laughs> We've got socks on. I don't want me to do anymore. But yeah, so I mean, out of them, Rooney, you could see, you could see possibly taking up that. I don't. Is it too soon for him? I don't know. He's he's making noises about coming back to the UK, isn't he? His family still in over here. I don't think Gerard or Lampard should take it. Steve Cooper maybe because he he he's. He's been there and done it. He's the guy who led these players to the under seventeens World Cup and won that. Uh, yeah. If I'm honest, I think it it's gotta be it's gotta be an Englishman. It has to be. Well, I, it's funny you should mention that because I heard on Talksport um on the way home there was their fact of the day and apparently no team has ever won the World Cup with a manager from outside of their country. So it has to be an English person if we're ever going to win. We're um, never going to win. No, we're no. never going to win. Well, we, <laughs> again. Yeah, we won one. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Let's not be greedy. Um, but yes, obviously we um, we also mentioned very quickly that the Premier League... In fact, just very quickly, actually I will mention this, that the Premier League is coming back in a couple of weeks and um it is going to be England uh, England fucking hell I've still got my world cup brain on and uh, it is going to be the uh, the FDT TV presenter derby um West Ham versus Arsenal in fact we we'll, we will we'll revisit this we will revisit this in in next week's podcast just to make it a bit more relevant and we'll make some predictions about that game 
between either that the Arsenal are going to get beaten by West Ham or David Moyes going to get the sack. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, but yes, yeah, speaking of predictions, we um, every week we do make some predictions on the uh, on the podcast. Um, last week we had um, our uh, World Cup ones. Granted, we were right in the middle of the the quarterfinal stages, and um, we only had two games that we were predicting at that particular point. So we had England versus France and Netherlands versus Argentina. Um, Ian, you had very specifically two two, and France to win on penalties. And how so exactly, exactly? And I I went for uh, a, a very patriotic England to win two one. So uh, we know the score was two one to France. Um, no points for either of us there, um, which is a shame because. I got the right score, just the wrong way around. Uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. You had um, Netherlands to win 2-1. I had Argentina to win 3-2. Um, but we know, as, as I mentioned earlier, the score was uh, 2-2 and Argentina went through on penalties. So no points there for us uh, last week. So the um, table stands as is. Um, yep. But we do have two more games to um, predict this week. Obviously, the semi-finals. Croatia versus Argentina. And then Morocco yep. versus France. Ian, give us your thoughts on Croatia versus Argentina. Croatia are the team that everyone sleeps on. And you always they always seem to slip through the net. Yeah, they are quality. Um Modric versus Messi, I think, is the way the media will probably sell it. Um, I think this is going to another penalty shootout. Can Croatia win three in a row? I, no, I don't think so. I think if it goes to a penalty shootout, they lose. I'm going to go 2-1 Croatia. Okay. But I do think they might go out on penalties as well at the same time. But 2-1 Croatia, let's just go with that definitive. Right. <laughs> Okay, um, I am going. I do you know what I I do agree with you about the penalties. I think this is going to be a very much a stalemate game, and you mentioned it uh, that Croatia are kind of like a sleeping dog, and once you start kicking it, they're gonna kind of bite back at you. And I do think Argentina are going to come out all guns blazing to try and seal this game nice and early. But we see it against uh, the Netherlands and the Netherlands managed to claw their way back in um, so that we know that they've got some defensive issues um, can concede goals as well as the very obvious goal threat as well um, but I am going to go for I'm going to go for I'm going to go for 1-1 Argentina on, in fact yeah Argentina penalties There you go, called it. Um, so Morocco versus France. I, I'm so split between this game because I think France have once again shown their quality. I know they were a bit fortunate against us because um, of some of the decisions that we had go against us, and obviously Harry Kane missing the uh, the equaliser. Um, but they showed their metal and um, can dig in. And get goals out of uh, out of nothing. Um, 
But that being said, Morocco have done exactly that this tournament or throughout this whole tournament. Um, oh, where do I sit with this one? Um, I am going to... Do you know what? I think it's going to be such a good game, but I think France are going to nick this one. Um, I think they may feel a little bit embarrassed about how well we played and how well we managed to keep a couple of their players quiet. Um, but I'm going to go for Mor um, Morocco 1, France 2. Okay. Mm. Mm. I, I'm I'm going to swing the way in Morocco. Now, I, what was the score against Portugal? 2-1. 1-0. So my stat, I think, is still correct, that they've only conceded one goal this tournament, mm -hmm. which was an own goal. Yes. Um, so the, the the bit that they're, they're going to be struggling with is they're going to try and rush Naya for good, who is a West Ham defender, I will let you know, um, back from injury uh, because Roman Saez got stretched off. So they'll try and rush him back. I'm going to go in the series. Apparently he's going to be he's being linked with West Ham as well for a January transfer move to score the winner. France to lose. 1-0. Ooh. 1-0 Morocco. Yep. And then London will be in the shutdown again. Not from the snow, but from the Rockans jumping up and down in the centre of the Leicester Square, wherever they were. Okay, so um, just to recap then, uh, Croatia versus Argentina. Ian, you've gone for 2-1. I've gone for 1-1. Argentina to win on penalties. Uh, for Morocco versus France, you've gone for 1-0. I've gone... Sorry, 1-0 to Morocco. I've gone 2-1 to France. Do you want to make, in fact, no, because um, it's, it's not going to be, it's not, we're not, we're not going to have another podcast I, I, between now and then anyway. I, but once we, once we have, once we have put our, oh, we know who's in the final, we should tweet out our prediction for the, for the final for an extra, extra points. Like it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Sounds That's good. That's what I think. Okay, um, obviously, I've mentioned it a couple of times, the Premier League is going to be back very soon after this um, this weekend. Uh, we will touch it more on it in next week's podcast, but until then, I haven't got anything else I want to cover in this podcast of you. No. Uh, so thank you very much for, for tuning in. If you have uh, stayed this long, um, please hit that like and subscribe button. It will do us a massive favour. Um, we do want to try and hit 100 subscribers uh, before the end of the January transfer window. It will be really helpful if you could do that for us. Um, but until then, I've been Mike. I've been Ian. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao.